Everybody have a good Christmas? Yes. Yeah, I, um, uh, my favorite part of Christmas morning, uh, Grandma took both my, my six-year-old and my three-year-old shopping for each other, right? And they could pick out anything in the entire mall. And my six-year-old picked out a Dumbo elephant out of everything in the mall, and they got that all wrapped up and taken care of. Then a couple days later, my three-year-old then went, and in the entire mall also found the exact same Dumbo elephant for her sister. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but it was sure a special moment on Christmas Eve. I, I pray and hope that you had a, a special Christmas as well. Um, to all those worshiping with us online, we want to welcome you. And uh, you're doing it right. You, got, you really do have the PJs on this morning. I know you do. And uh, some coffee and, and the goods. Um, but today we're going to do things a little bit different. Uh, you have heard from me all year long, Bring God's Word. And over the last five weeks, uh, we've been talking about what it means to never be alone. And what it means um, to have Jesus with us. And I shared with the staff at the beginning of the series, my goal was just to preach Christmas Eve every single Sunday. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, but we just kept going to uh, the Christmas story time and time again. And so this morning, what I want to do is open up God's Word to really what is kind of the prologue of the Christmas story. And then, um, and then from that Word, ask you to give witness and testimony to where you saw God with you this year. Where did you have what I, what I would call a God sighting, where, where the Lord moved in your life? And uh, so be thinking about that. We, we just allowed the Holy Spirit to move in the last service, and it was powerful. And so if you have something, please, please throw it out. Those of you online, you, uh, feel free to jump in the comments too and share amongst each other. Uh, but I want to bring just uh, briefly a, a word from you, uh, from the Lord, and then you'll see how this uh, frames our time together nicely today. Let me pray for us before we open up God's Word. God, we thank you for the pause that is Christmas. Lord, where we cease from doing and we just simply be. God, it's so good to just uh, reflect and to give thanks. To remember as we open up gifts and as we uh, gather around that uh, you are the gift. And so God, I just pray this morning as we uh, open this word that you have given us, that you would speak to us. Lord, we thank you that it is true and that it is right and good. And um, we just ask that um, you would shape us, make us, mold us, Lord. And I pray that all the words that we speak today would bring glory to your name. God, as we praise you and we give thanks to you for who you are and what you've done in our lives this year. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. amen. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to open up to Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. And we're going to read verses 22 to 38. Uh, let's hear now God's word. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. 
And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um... I want to just offer three quick thoughts today uh, about this scripture before we jump into our witness and our, our testimonies. The first thing I want us to see about this passage is that Joseph and Mary brought what they had to the temple in the offering. You know, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons was something quite small, quite modest. It was the bare bones of an offering you could give at the temple when you had come for this purification rite. And uh, th- this gesture was, was Mary and Joseph bringing the very little they had and yet bringing God glory through it. And, you know, as we think through the last year of 2020, we, it was a year of bringing what we had, wasn't it, before the Lord? Maybe not what we wanted or what we expected, but the little that we had and then watching God do incredible things uh, through it. Uh, the second thing I want you to notice about this, this scripture lesson today is that Simeon and Anna were patient people waiting their entire lives. Simeon waited his entire life for the consolation of Israel. Anna, who was a prophetess, she went to the temple daily, praying and fasting before the Lord, waiting for this this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Simeon and Anna were patient people. 2020 was a year that taught us about patience, wasn't it? It was a year that taught us on what it means to wait on the Lord and then wait some more, and we are still waiting on the Lord. Something to think about as you come up with your testimonies. The third thing I want us to look at, though, and this is really the the crux of why we're here, you'll notice that when Simeon holds Christ, this Christ child, the first thing out of his mouth is blessing to God. That's the first step, is he's blessing God and then blessing his parents. When Anna sees the Christ child for the first time, we see in 38, and coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks and give witness. She spoke to him of all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So so three things to ponder, and we're going to put some some questions up on the the board here uh, for you to think about as well. But really the question this morning is where did you see God in 2020? It's a bit of a fragile uh, moment because now we're going to trust in the Holy Spirit to move. And yet, as I said in the first service, uh, he moved mightily. So let me pray for us, and then uh, something tells me Dave Standish has something really good to get us kicked off. Let's pray. 
God, I pray now as uh, your people come up to give their praise, their testimony, their witness to bless your name, God, that you would be glorified through this time, Lord. We want to bring you honor and praise. Even through the challenges, God, we know you are there. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. God, we ask that the, the next moments we have together here uh, would bring you honor. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Dave, come on up. Kick some ice off, will you? This is completely unrehearsed. Ryan threw this at me yes, or this morning while I was sitting there. Ryan, when you were coming up with your sermon for Christmas, it must have resonated through us, turning a crisis into Christmas. Back when the pandemic started, we have done a ministry at Mountain View Care Center. And Mountain View Care Center at that point was being closed down. But they were moving to another facility in town called Bridger Care. During this whole ordeal, the residents could not have family members. They could not go out. We as a worship group were not allowed to go to meet with them. But we were called. We went there. And we stood outside the windows. And the activity director brought the residents to the windows. And we were able to minister to them just by being there. Jim Chandler, who had a quite rough year, to say the least, he and one of his cohorts from the college orchestra, we went to Mountain to Bridger Care at one point. It was kind of drizzly. And we sat under a tree. And they played music to those folks for a half hour. And you could see the light shining from those people's faces. We turned a crisis at that point into Christmas. This was in July and August. You just have to listen. God will tell you what to do. So that was our time back in the middle of this pandemic. And we have reassured the people at Bridger Care, that we will be there when we can get in there to minister to those folks again. And it, it's really a, something that you're not volunteering to do. You're called. And if you want to try it, talk to me. Be glad to have you come with us when we can get back there. And I think it'll be soon. But God's with us. We're not alone. Merry Christmas. You said, uh, I think in the first service, that some of those people even passed on. Um, and so uh, thanks for leading in what was probably some of the last worship services those folks had. 
Thank you for your testimony. Anybody else, uh, if you feel led, uh, Becca's got three paddles in the air, okay? The green paddle means you have talked for one minute. The yellow paddle means two minutes. And the red paddle means wrap it up. We want to, and we want to make sure that as many people have an opportunity to share as possible. And, uh, and also, please, yeah, please don't touch the microphone just so that everybody feels comfortable uh, coming up. But anybody else, come on, come on up. I don't know why, but this morning I was really blessed. Out in the lobby, an angel came up to me and said, Doug, there's a time limit on testimony today. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> I'm keeping it short. Praise the Lord. In two, day, in two months, I'll be reaching my 10th anniversary of turning my back on the devil and giving my life to Christ. And it's a, it's a two-parter, actually. My God thing started last October when I went into the hospital for lung cancer. And I came through the operation all right, but after the operation, there were real bad complications. And I suffered for three or four days through the most excruciating pain that you can imagine. And God and I had a private moment one night. I told him if he took me that night, I was ready to be with him. The pain was so bad. Well, he chose not to keep me on, you on your toes. But the God moment was not so much that I said that to him, but I knew afterwards when I thought about that moment that it was a real thing for me, and I knew if I was awake in the morning or not that he had my back and that, and that he was with me all the way. And that was a culmination of 10 years of my faith growing. my family last night about just this question and um what hit me um is this testimony is such a surprise and it's it has to do with baby liam of all the things we've been getting these emails from this family whose baby is just um like on the verge of death or life just hanging in there and every time i read an email i would share it with my family but i just would just weep for this family. And um, just, you know, you could feel God just, his presence and his Holy Spirit just working so powerfully. And what I'm just convicted of is just my own faith. Um, that family has such a strong faith that they, um, they want that child to live here on this earth. You know, they, they know that he's going to be with heaven, in heaven with with God, but they want him here, and he's fighting for his life, and he's such a warrior, um, and it's just so convicting, because I look at my own faith, and my own hope, and my own love, and I'm like, it just doesn't even compare, I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I just, I need to build that up, 
And so um, what I'm realizing is that um, my personality is one that's like, all right, let's just get it done. Come on, God, let's just, let's just heal baby Liam. Let's just um, move on. You know, he's struggling. Why the struggle? And then it just kind of hit me. And it's like, God is with us in the struggle. And that's what I learned. And it's, it's okay to be in that moment. I just, I want to move past it. And um, God's saying, no, I'm doing something bigger here. And I'm with you, God, Emmanuel, God with us. And so um, that's what I'm learning right now. It's okay to be in the struggle. So there it is. Thanks, gentlemen. Amen. I probably should have written something down. Um, so when life gets going in our family, it gets pretty fast. And Mondays, Bruce gets up at 4.30 in the morning, goes to BSF leaders, comes back at 7.30. 7.30, I'm leaving for work. So we cross in the garage, right? <clears throat> Monday mornings. So um, Sunday night and through the weekend, he and I um, were really struggling with something. It was a huge decision to make. It was financial. It was about our retirement. It wasn't, I guess, a lot of money, but it's a lot of money to us. And we just had no idea. Like, what do we do? Like, we have this option. Should we take it? Should we not? And it was just, we were both just like, I, I don't know. We have these options. What should we do? And so I had gone to bed early. And... um I was awakened at 1230 in the morning, and God told me, I know this sounds corny, but he said, flip a coin, I'll tell you. And I know that sounds corny, but that's what happened. I was like, we need to flip a coin. We need to ask God, lay the fleece before him. What would you have us do, Lord? We don't know. Totally um, don't know what we're doing in this situation. So at 730, I passed my husband in the garage. <laughs> And I said, oh, yeah, Bruce, we got to flip a coin. And he started laughing at me. And I went, what? And he goes, you know, I prayed last night that if God wanted us to flip a coin, he'd put that on your heart because I don't want to test him. I guess my big thing is God's into the little things, too. It's not the big stuff. It's all the little stuff that sometimes I forget to pray about and I don't take to him first. I think that um, we go to church on Sunday and we do our Bible study and it's amazing times, but it's every little tiny detail of your life that he's there and he wants to be a part of it. And um, he keeps reminding us of that, I guess. So praise God, even in the little things. Thank you. Amen. I guess this way we get six minutes instead of three. <laughs> but actually, we've done three coin flips. <laughs> and this has been about a year or two, but uh, that one she was speaking of, I go, 
That night I was thinking, I go, I'm going to go up in the room. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to see if she mentions it. So she didn't mention it. And uh, so then I come back down. I was kind of like, okay, we got this handled. And then I kind of let it go. And then, uh, then I, and I, but before I went up, I prayed, let her say something about the coin. Because I didn't want to make it our idea. So then I kind of forgot about it. Then I did go that morning and... and and she told me, and it was hilarious. I just started laughing because I go, God, sometimes you just nail us. And it's, I mean, he totally shows himself. And I think this year, as far as him showing himself, I, I, I kind of go back to Mr. Smith. Everybody loved Mr. Smith. And as Ryan, as Ryan said, when he opened his prayer, is always, Abba, 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 Father. And I heard what happened to him. The first thing that came into my head was now he's in front of his father just crying out, Abba. And that's a picture I'll never forget. And then one more thing. What are we on? Are we past two? Oh, we're not? Oh, I got two more minutes before I can go with this. All right. So then another thing I think has been laid on my heart is... I can't comprehend that what God has done for us. And and Ryan's, uh, I think two weeks ago, his sermon was uh, how the all-powerful, mighty God can come down and just humbly, humbly give up everything he had for each of us. And, and I just don't know why we, we're not out on the corners just proclaiming that. So I don't know that sermon just, really hit me and I, I could I told him I could hear that every week so anyways we serve an awesome God and for me 2020 I mean it's been a crisis for the whole country but I guess through 2020 we've been blessed just to see God work and and I guess I'm also uh, encouraged with he always has that remnant that gonna hold on and we got to make that remnant bigger so that's for our 2021 grow the remnant there we go thank you morning um i'll share this story this is kind of neat um so we're visiting here i'm with my family um from minnesota visiting my folks um here we love it out here um my wife and i actually lived out here after college which was 98 99 i think um and it was kind of neat um so we i i'm a musician i played in a worship band at um a vineyard church in town they've shut down since but um we got here we got involved with this vineyard church i was playing music and the song that we opened with this morning come now is the time to worship like came out of that time and that song's like 20 years old i haven't heard it since then you know and uh it was just kind of neat to hear it again and be reminded of god um what it was like back then and i just kind of felt like god was saying hey i'm here you know um so it it's a little thing, you know, but it was it was kind of neat to to just that that uh, message. So good song selection.
So, um, when the COVID virus hit, I was doing a Bible study with a girlfriend of mine, <clears throat> and we we're doing, <clears throat> excuse me, the 12 Extraordinary Women, and then COVID hit, and of course, we kind of tried to meet a little bit, and she was like, oh, I don't want to you know, expose your family, so we probably should not do this for a while. And uh, I got kind of a little thought that I thought, well, maybe I should just finish on my own. And then I was kind of you know, praying to God, saying, you know, what should I do? Should I just let it go and wait for her or what? And so he told me to wait for her. So we, I didn't finish the study myself. She came back to me on Christmas Eve, no, the day before Christmas, and said, you know, I know you probably finished that Bible study, but I'd really like to finish it with you. I said, I didn't finish it. God told me to wait for you. And so that was kind of my big, you know, this is the culmination of 2020 coming back to being a really good thing in my life. So that's, that's my story. So um, I think one thing that I've been really struggling with is like transitioning from like regular school to online school and that's been really hard for me and um, I think one thing God's been telling me is to just slow down and not ignore him because I feel like usually when I do online school I'm like oh I just got to get this done I have to focus on this and then I sometimes I just hear God telling me like you need to focus on me, and um, you need to adore me and not ignore me. And I think that's something I need to work on, and that's something I need to I think that's something that's really important. So, yeah. Well, everybody has somebody in their life who inspires them, who kind of reminds them of how to live. And I think, like Jill mentioned, the, I think for a lot of us probably is baby Liam right now, and just lying there in God's hands and and just to see and to trust him and all that um, is incredible. You know, every day, like she said, when we get the emails, it's like, how does this, how does God continue in this and, and just... Uh, the people that are faithfully praying, and it just is so incredible to think of this one little child lying there when there's so many so many lives in this world um, in crisis, and yet this this baby just has uh, so many of us focused on on him and um, and in my life, um, another major inspiration was my mom, and every time i we have a picture of her about, I don't know, five or six days before she died of leukemia. She's in a hang glider and uh, with an incredible smile on her face, and she just lived a life of joy, and uh, her, her faith was amazing. And, and, uh, and on the picture, it has Philippians 4.4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And, uh, and it goes on to say, Let your gentleness, gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And uh, that's, that sums it up for, for Pam and I in 2020, is uh, just 
how God has, has blessed us and holds us, and he's in command of it all, and there's nothing that we can do to, uh, you know, as much as we want to panic and worry and fret, um, it's in God's hands, and and uh, it's just incredible to to watch the world flail about and and panic about about this, and yet um, just to trust in God and to know that we're in His hands and He loves us, and so it's our job to rejoice and to show that. nursing home for what 14 years Tom something like that you guys all of them including Judy Worley and some others need to be thanked for what they've done in this church for that many years and we're going to miss Scott Smith because he would go into that place and grab a person in a wheelchair and kind of half dance with them around while the singing was going on so we're going to miss Scott <laughs> okay. Um, my Saturday morning Zoom Bible study is in Romans. Romans twelve twelve is a great prayer for this year. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Um, prayer often when we travel, we don't necessarily observe the uh, answer from God. It may be the guy that cut you off and slowed down in front of you and prevented you from getting to an intersection before somebody ran the intersection and hit you. You don't even know that. Well, this year we traveled to Minnesota, and uh, this is a Christmas card we got from Linda's twin brother, Chuck. His son, my favorite nephew, because of some skiing incidents I did with him up in the bowl at Big Sky, got married on the shores of Lake Superior. It was an open-air wedding, and it was quite good. And they were gracious enough to ask me to do a reading at the wedding. And it wasn't my choice. It was their choice what they read. But uh, in the follow-up, two young ladies came over. They were in line for hors d'oeuvres and wine at this part. And they thanked me for what I said, and I told them I didn't write that. I just read it. And in their conversation, one of them was feeling sad in her 20s that she wasn't connected with a guy for a wedding like that. And Jeremiah 29:11 came to my mind. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And you've got to trust that, I told the young lady. I didn't know who she was. So we ended up with a conversation. A little later on, I was meeting a young man who had met me earlier, a relative of Linda's sister-in-law, I don't know how he was related, but he was an engineer and heard me and knew what I was an engineer, and we talked at some length. And that too became an opportunity to talk about faith with this young guy, though I didn't know him. And that's where God answers our prayers, because this year you can recognize when you travel, because you didn't come back sick. 
In this group, there were eight people that got COVID, including Linda's twin brother. So that's where God was manifested in our lives, simply because we prayed, we traveled to an event that we hoped is the only time he ever gets married, and we were there with family, and yet we came back safe. And so to a certain extent, God answers our prayers whether we know how it worked or not, and that's where God was for us this year. Anybody else? We got one more. Come on. Come on. Two things struck me this year. Uh, as an elder, this was a tough year to be an elder. We had a lot of discernment, a lot of time in prayer, a lot of things to navigate through COVID-19, but I felt God's presence, and I continued to um, seek his word. And one passage of scripture, Matthew 6, is something I prayed over week after week, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Our church has been extremely blessed through this whole process of COVID-19. And then December 2nd, my daughter-in-law gave us our third grandson. Most difficult pregnancy she had, a difficult C-section. But I prayed with her over the phone because I couldn't go to the hospital when the baby was born because she was hemorrhaging. And she had terrible pain. And I told her I would put her and my son and East and my grandson on our prayer chain. And this church faithfully prayed for them. And she felt the prayer and she felt the presence of God and through that at Christmas she told Brenda that she wanted to join Brenda and her friend Kristen in a Bible study so that she could get closer to God. So I'm thankful for all of that. I think that's a good one for us to wrap our time up with uh, and uh, Dawn is right. Every single elders meeting this year we would get caught in the weeds of COVID and Don would say, what are we here for? We're here to seek first the kingdom of God. And uh, that's certainly been our, our testimonies this morning. Thank you, thank you for sharing. And let me say too, um, what a humbling gift it is to be your pastor um, and to share with you in God's kingdom and what he's doing here uh, on earth. And um, I can't wait to see what he'll continue to do in 2021. I think it's kind of comical that we think 2020 is going to end and everything's going to be perfect tomorrow, <laughs> right? Uh, and yet I know God has big, big plans for our future. We have, uh, we're going to sing, uh, close our, uh, this time in, uh, of testimony with worship, but then we have uh, Sam Cargill who's going to give us one last testimony this morning, and I'll let Dean tell you about that uh, when we come to our worship time. Let's praise God. Stand with me.